just a menace, ju- just a menace. Menace of sobriety. How you doing guys? My name is Kirk Norcross. This is not a usual thing for me, but today I am hosting the hit podcast Menace to Sobriety. Um, the reason I'm doing this is because I feel very privileged and honoured to be a part of such an amazing podcast. So I've asked Mr. Daniel O'Reilly's Dapper Laughs if I can turn the tam- tables and put the cameras and the focus on him to indulge into his lifestyle and his behaviours. Fucking behaviours! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> that was great. Was that right? Yes. Sorry, I really yes. didn't know what to say. Just man. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm going to let you do this, but I just want to say first of all, uh, thank you for asking for me to tell my story. That's this is a crazy one. I've done it a few times before, but never, uh, never with you. And I thought it was a great idea because everyone was commenting saying that you've got to be a per a permanent part of this. So it's great to have you back. And um, yeah, I'm going to leave it to you. Yeah. Bro. Well, uh, I'm going to have to read from my phone, Dan, because this is all new to me, but. Mm. The reaction that I've got has been amazing um, for you allowing me to open up onto this podcast. Yeah. One, help myself, to be honest, because there was some things that I wasn't owning up to. Mm. Okay. You know, so sort of laying the cards on the table when we'd done our last podcast, it, w- it was amazing, you know. And then I just thought that helped me. Yeah. And I know that you struggle with addiction, just general mm. lifestyle and stuff. And I thought, well, Dapper Laughs is helping a load of people. Can I interview Dapper? One yeah. for everyone else. To see the real Daniel O'Reilly, yeah, um, without the roll neck, and <laughs> you can, <laughs> and and hopefully this can help you. And yeah. I felt on my recovery, helping people mm. really. When I'm helping people in recovery, it helps me. It's a bit, um, it's a bit of give and receive. I'm helping people because I do care about them, yeah. but I am doing it because I know it helps me yeah. heal at the same time. So. Right, we're going right in, Daniel O'Reilly. So, Ugh, seven and a half inches. There we go. <laughs> I actually do have a take for now. Right. Oh, what I do need to. Um, this is a bit serious, actually. So, yeah, no, cool. no jokes. Um, the finger up the bum as is not offering no more. Oh uh, man, that was a quality. He he's not offering that no more. So anyone that was gonna go there, he's not offering it because it's become such a big thing now. Um, yes, he's uh, he's now he's got severe arthritis. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah. no, so um, Dan. Yes. I just want to know about your childhood first of all. Oh wow. Like, okay. Yeah. Straight in childhood as. As you remember, it could be for earliest memories or primary mm. school, secondary school. Wow, uh, my mum's gonna. My mum watches this, so um, yeah, a big shout out to my mum. Um, I had a really supportive mum and dad, um, but unfortunately, they broke up when I was very, very young. Uh, my old man was battling his uh, his own sort of anger management issues, and uh, he wasn't. He, he, he was yeah, he was a mess, unfortunately, and. Um, their marriage broke down and um you know it was just me my mum and my sister for a long time uh couldn't see my dad for for on and off for for a while so that was quite hard but i had a great relationship when i did see my dad with my mm. dad and um i've always had a good relationship with my mum my mum has definitely always been the sort of um she's not stereotypical mum when i used to get in trouble at school she kind of found it funny. Do you know what no, I, mean? I mean? Yeah. So when I got like when I got expelled, for instance, I I've, I would just ran into I, there was loads of stuff going on that got me expelled. But when I got expelled from secondary school, I think it was about year nine or something like that. It was because I was waiting outside for the bell to go and I waited for the maths class to fill up. And then I pretended I was late and I burst through the door. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm late. But I pretended that I couldn't stop. Went straight into the whiteboard. 
smack, <laughs> fell down on the floor, and the teacher was like, if you want to do that, you can stay there and lie there all lesson. We don't care, and everyone ignore him. So I laid there for the whole lesson, like that, pretending to be knocked out. People were laughing. The bell went up. I was like, thank you very much. And everyone cheered. I got sent to the headmaster's office, but my mum, the headmaster said, right, I'm going to get your mum. And when my mum heard about it, well, he went out and said, I'm going to call your mum. Mm. So I knew he was going to come back with my mum. So in the headmaster's office, I actually sat at the table and I uh, took my shoes and socks off and I, I put the kettle on. This is a true story. You can ask my mum. I put the kettle on uh, and I made myself a cup of tea. I got his biscuits out. I put my shoes like my shoes and socks on the floor and put my feet up like on the desk like that. <laughs> had a cup of tea and biscuits and he walked in with my mum. My mum was just like, that. brilliant, brilliant. And I so got expelled, yeah. We've been established, you've been dapper laughs from early. Yeah, I mean, dapper laughs, the character was always sort of base and exaggerate an exaggeration of me. But... Um, but going on, my mum always encouraged me to take risks and, yeah. and to follow my dreams and stuff like that. But I think my childhood was quite, uh, you know, it, it was it was traumatic in the, spent, in, in the sense that it was a broken home. My mum, yeah. we went through a lot. How did that make you feel? Because um, I've gone through similar. My father left when I was four, um, even though I had an older brother. Um, how did that make, what, what was your role with no father in the house? Obviously, you've got a mother. I can imagine you've always loved your mum very yeah. much so how did that make you did that make you have to mature quicker in a sense mm. of protecting mum in a sense of that I don't know really my, my <clears throat> older sister was kind of my older sister was kind of the protector of me I think yeah. you know and uh, unfortunately she had a really tough sort of teenage years loads of stuff happened with my sister that was tough but she kind of always looked out she was kind of the voice for me and my sister like when we had to go go to court and they were going through the divorce and all of that stuff it was tough do you know what i mean and all of that stuff that went on but i can't remember a, a great deal of to be honest of my childhood from i don't know like i can't remember a lot i think that's um because me and my older brother um i remember a lot of mm. my parents breaking up a lot of it um not blaming their breakup, but I remember it vividly, yeah. traumatically. My brother can't remember any of it. Yeah. Any of it. I brought a book out many years ago. It'll be in most bargain bins now or um, lifting up most tables if they're wonky nowadays. But my brother, went, he read my book and was like, why have you put that in there? That didn't happen to us. That, and he can't remember it. Do you think you've blocked some trauma out of your head? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've been counselling and, and stuff to find out why... Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I st well, maybe last time I tried to go sober, I went counselling to find out why I had such big self-destruct mm. behaviour, you know, mm. why I was so self-destructive. And um, a lot of it stems, I think, for us from childhood trauma. But I don't remember a great deal. I mean, to me, when I look at my childhood, I had a fantastic, um, f like, loads of fun, me, my mum and my sister. Yeah. Um, but I remember stories of, you know, their breakup being hard. Yeah. Um, and I, but I don't really remember much until uh, um, I'm about was, eight, nine um, years old. Was drugs a part of um, family culture in a sense? Growing up, was you aware of parents, friends, parents doing drugs and drink mm. and stuff like that? Because that was, what would that have been for us with similar age? That yeah. would have been 80s, 90s drug culture in the club scene, you know? Yeah. Um, I was very aware that my was it mom, Was it in your family, was it? Yes, yeah. And it wasn't, it was um, not done in front of us at all and I don't realise now until I'm older that I think they were on drugs then you know my dad was a doorman yeah you know? okay so it must have my mum was a bit of a raver back yeah. in the day you know and um, yeah drugs was a was a was a, a thing in a sense but not just not just my parents across the board in my area mm. did you know about drugs as a young age or, or mm. um, excessive use of alcohol 
No, to be honest with you, my I never would have associated that with. Sorry, it's so cold in here as well. Saw, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I never would have associated that with my mum or, or dad. Um, or not even drinking really to a to a, to a heavy standard. For me, drug culture sort of started when um, I was like fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen. So what? Yeah, what's your first your first memory of using? Let's uh, say drink and drugs. Well, first memory of drinking was, you know, when after, well, I must have still been at school, 15, and everyone at the weekends, we were all meeting down the park. Yeah. And it, back then it was like bottles bottles of cider. White lightning. White lightning, death lugging, white lightning, you know, yeah. getting sovereigns or, and like toking, toking loads of a fag and then drinking and spinning around and then fucking Pushing running. on your chest. Yeah, run, yeah, trying to kill yourself, <laughs> yeah. basically. Running, run, running into fucking walls and shit. Um, but. Yeah, definitely when, when I was at school, it was all about getting pissed at the weekend. Yeah. And everyone wanted to get pissed. At house parties, get pissed. And um, and my mum was very much in the sense of, you know, I'd rather know what you're doing and do it in the house. Yes. One of them mums. Yeah, no, um, yeah, definitely. So she gave me my first line. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, joking. yeah. Um, I'm joking. I, um, yeah, I remember when I, I first remember my first getting drunk badly. So mm. uh, hooch. I remember Hooch. Yeah, I used hooch. to drink and Hooch. It, and it come back, made a comeback. So yeah. Hooch, I think it was 13 for £10 or something. Fucking hell, yeah. You know, I think my dad gave me £10 pocket money when um, when I was like 13 years old, which was a lot of pocket money then. I spent hours out of the shop getting the Hooch, someone to get the Hooch. And uh, I drank, probably me and my friends drank them. I was so drunk. Mm. So drunk. And I'm like, oh, my mum's going to go mad. So this is my excuse. And she didn't believe it, and you'll know why. So I've gone home, extremely drunk at the age of 13. Oh, mum, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're drunk. Someone stole my money and then poured a load of drink down my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, honestly. And we, thought, we used to think them stories were that was must have, smoking, eating grass and stuff like that. But yeah, even though I, I was aware that my mum used to party and rave, it was yeah. no-go. Do you know what I mean? Smoking, drinking, and everything. And I think I, I, I think like my mum was my mum was okay with it. She kind of thought, you know. And li- listen, even if she wasn't okay with it, I was yeah. going to drink. Like that's what us teenagers mm. did then. But it was a massive part of it. And w- I don't know if you any if you used to do. Did you used to sneak out at night as well when you were put to bed? Sort oh of yeah, yeah, like all the time. I've been I've actually got stuck in windows trying to get out of the house. As well, you? yeah, and having to sort of like, mum, <laughs> mum. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're stuck again, ain't you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can, yeah. yeah but um, that to me, that was I can imagine which every kid has done. Yeah, that was a part of building character and growing up. Yeah, <clears throat> and then what a lot of our friends have done, he stopped it. Mm. You know, when did you realise that you drunk or done drugs different to your friends? Was this in school, college? Mm, no, I don't. The, the, the weird the weird thing for me, Kirk, and we're, we're very different in regards to our addictions and mm. stuff like that. Like you're, you, like when, when we spoke about your story, I, I, I mean, I looked, at, I looked at how much you were using and how intense it got for you and it scared the life out of me. Mm. And um, I, I, like, I think that you were cocaine dependent yes you know what i mean yes and 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 alcohol dependent now i was i wasn't drink drink or alcohol dependent well i didn't think i was because i could go monday tuesday wednesday without it but like you said to me the sesh gremlin would come in wednesday and then i was like i I felt like i deserved to get smashed at the weekend whether things had gone good or bad i deserved to get smashed at the weekend and that was ever since i was 15 16 years old and cocaine um was just put is just part of that yeah um 
and f- for me, it was it's just part of it was just part of come hand in hand with it. Some weekends it would happen, some weekends it didn't. But if it did, it whatever. And the hangover and the fallout and the, and the fucking mental breakdowns and everything was just part and parcel of life. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, and, you know. And I'm glad that we've had a talk two different sides uh, of addiction because a lot of people. If they're not using like I used to, they say, "Well, I haven't got a problem because I ain't like Kirk is using every day." And I'm so glad that someone of you wasn't well, drinking drugs. Just still look at it as a problem. <laughs> yeah, but it really affected your life. And if people think, "Well, I can get on it on the weekends yeah. and not on the week," but I'm so glad that is because there's so many different forms of yeah. addiction. I wasn't an alcoholic, but if I did drink, I drank alcoholically. Yeah. And what I learned that means is I would hide drink even if yeah. there was no reason to hide it. Yeah. You know, I'd drink a bottle of wine to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, yeah. My ex at the time would have a bottle of wine in the fridge, and I'm like, I'm going to bed. And I would just stand at the fridge. I'd be allowed to drink it, but I'm hiding it. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, weird, a, isn't it? It was weird, you know. So I'm so glad um, that yeah. there's many, on your podcast, there's many different talks of addiction. So, mm. so many different people think, can relate to. Yeah, I think the best way that I can sum it up, and this is how I've summed it up in my head, and that's if, 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 if you, if you, if you have an unhealthy relationship with drink or drugs in, in, in the respects to that once you start, regardless of when it is, you find yeah. it difficult to stop yeah. or it's affecting your mental health, your relationships yes. or the come down and stuff like that is affecting your mental health um, or you just feel shit about it and don't want to do it anymore then yeah. you've, and you've tried to stop yes. but you keep getting pulled back in and yeah. you've got a problem. Well, yeah, I remember you saying, which was, was a good eye-opener to me because um, before I've met people that use like you are, looking at myself I'd say well you haven't got a problem but your problem as well as using on the weekends or when you're in London and stuff your problem was more at home yeah the come downs after yeah. that and I have the most vicious tongue like yeah, I, that, I, do, that, yeah. I, I say to my my ex a lot I, I'm sorry about the yeah. way I spoke to you there was no yeah. it, it's all me yeah fucking vile yeah so drugs probably when did you realise that drinking drugs were a problem only so about a year, only about a year or two ago. And ha- now that you was aware that they are a problem a year or two ago, how long do you reckon that was a problem before you come to terms and realised? Ten, fifteen years, ten years, and uh, it breaks my heart really because um, me and me and Shelley have been together for ten years, and um, the cycle that we'd go that we were going round in was like every time there was a special occasion or a big thing, like even wetting the baby's head and stuff like this, actually, it, it breaks my heart. It's because I would go overboard. I'd go overboard with the drinking and that would turn into what else. And then I'll be out with my friends thinking it's a party and yeah. stuff. But then when I come home and she's at home and then the next day her and everyone else at home gets the shittiest version of me. Could you Do you mind talking about, um, talk about the typical or worst night of using with Shelley, not with her, but going out for an occasion, yeah, and the addiction ruining that night out, and then the week, the days leading after that, if you don't mind. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about Shelley. No, just, no, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. too much about Shelley. We'll talk just... about your general behaviour then. Mm. Say going out with the lads, for instance, right? So they're just going to go out, curry yeah. and a couple of beers. Maybe some of them can have a couple of tickets. Yeah, I'm coming home yeah. at ten o'clock. Yeah. So, all right, okay. So, what you mean is. Why? Why? I, why the behaviour? I thought the behaviour was bad. Like how bad it got. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're going out for a curry. Yeah. I think. I feel, okay. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It'd be like you know, and this would be once in a blue moon. But what, once in a blue moon, I'd just like my. And I, I bet there's a lot of men out there that would relate to this. Like. I just didn't give a fuck, right? So, yeah. you know, if she's saying, like, look, we've got something big on tomorrow, don't 
don't come in at stupid o'clock, da da da, whatever. It wouldn't be until I was in the taxi on the way back at four o'clock in the morning where I go, yeah. what the fuck have I done? Yeah. And then when she'd kick off, I'd kick off back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I and, think- and I'd be like, fucking give me a break. Look how hard I'm working and stuff like that. And unfortunately, you know, well, we're fortunate that we can talk, me and mm. her, but yeah. um, that was a cycle. And I'd, I'd, luckily she stayed on for that merry-go-round. Good woman then. But, like, yeah, a, re- a very good woman. To- but the big turning point for me was, um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to go, I can't go too much into her business. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, well, I, I, all I want to hear about is how you feel that affected married life, not what went in behind closed doors, you know, that's yeah. that's you. But I honestly feel talking about it, Yeah, you know, is, is great healing. Yeah. Do it in weeks and years, but... Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> I think the hard thing for me was seeing, was seeing... Uh, just seeing what I was doing, really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? She would, she weren't really having getting enough time to, in between, like, in, like this is what I'm saying to people. You know, I might have only been drinking heavily and having a sesh like two or three times a month or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But by the time, by the time the hangover and the shit I'd caused had had yeah. had yeah had just subsided, and she's just got her head <clears> round <throat> right. He's been a knobhead again. I'll do, again. Again. Yeah. I'll do it again. Groundhog Day, as it you was Groundhog said, Day, yeah. yeah. And even though it was like weeks in, weeks apart, and the proof, the proof now, for instance, like today, she texts me today, which, you know, and I used to always, I always used to think, you know, you know, that she was always upset and in the mood with me, but it was because obviously because of the addiction or whatever, or because she knew, say for instance, you were going to London when yeah, you were using, she knew it yeah, was going to even. So yeah. my ex knew what I was doing before I was doing it. Yeah. Right. I honestly mean, in my head, I'm just going paintballing with the lads. I promise you, I'm going, and I swear yeah. on my life, that's what I'm doing. I'll oh, see you tomorrow. Yeah. No, 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 no I'm going. I'm going. Don't, well, you got the um, Oh, if you got the um, I'm going to use then. She went, I knew oh, you were going to anyway. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And uh, yeah. She. I guess to to her. And thank God she stuck by me. She must have been thinking, fucking hell, is this what I signed up to? Like yeah. every two weeks, these these fallouts. But like, and this is a great message that I just want to convey to any any men out there and that is if you've got a woman that's if you've got a woman that's with you right now while you're at your worst right um then you're lucky yes you're really lucky because but you've also what you've got to look forward to is how proud she's going to be when you're at your best and at the moment i mean this is making me well up a little bit sorry man but at the moment when um take your time yeah at the moment when she texts me stuff like i love you and um you know, like she texted me today saying, I love you, I'm very happy at the moment and stuff like that. It, it makes me, it makes me think to myself, um, thank fuck I saw. Good on you, brother. Yeah, Honestly, thank you. Well done, Thanks, man. man. Sorry. I'll get home with, I'm an easy guy. We Honestly, should rename mate. this the crying twat. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Honestly, and this is what healing what? is and I, I do want to, while we're speaking about partners, I just do want to let everyone know, obviously I spoke about CA Cocaine Anonymous mm. <laughs> and there is a part of CA as well that helps yeah. the partners yeah. that have had to go through. So if there is any partners that are struggling with someone mm. with addiction, uh, addiction that's sober their self, reach out to CA and they can mm. point you in a direction to help people. Yeah. That are suffering because we don't know the trauma we cause until we come out of that yeah. whirlwind, you know. And I, um, <coughs> I think, I think, <coughs> you know, I don't. I, I want to move on from Shelley yes. just because I, I, I just, I said to her yesterday because I'm coming up on a hundred days, well, and, and, and I said uh, I think I was thirty days in our podcast that yes. we done, yeah. and all comments were like thirty days. That fucking, that's like gaps in between my sessions, mate. Fuck <laughs> off and all this. So, so well, they actually call. Sorry to interrupt. Thirty days at CA's the warrior chip. If you do 30 days, that is a 
big, really? big moment. Yeah, real big. So honestly, what did I call one hundred? One hundred. It's just a life changing experience, Dan. Oh, okay. Honestly, it's a life changing experience, mate. What well, you do? Um, but I said to just to, just to say just to put a fork in the Shelley bit because I said to Shelley, uh, you couldn't do me a video for my 100th day, could you? And she said, no. She said, that's your thing, man. And I don't want to be, you know, I, I don't want to, like, that's your yeah. journey and that's your thing. Yeah. And, like, what she doesn't want is people contacting her on social yeah, media. No, yeah, Do you know what I mean? She's, she, she, she's like, I'm proud of you and it's your journey, but it's not my, it's like, yeah. it's our thing at home. Yes. But it's our thing privately at home, but she doesn't want to put out, you know, she's got her own life, her own social media and yeah. her own job yeah. and, and the own people and she doesn't, she doesn't want to put out there, you know. <clears throat> no, 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 I understand. You know it's really I mean? good that you have uh, such I've seen your relationship I was lucky enough yeah. to meet your wife you know yeah. we, many years ago we went uh, Fort Park didn't we we did you know? together yeah and um, it's great that you have such a bond but you do have boundaries in a sense of yeah definitely yours, and I've know. got a respect that I'm I'm all over the internet and everything and you know all, 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 all I finish by saying is that um, you know any men that are out there that have got a decent woman stood by them while they're at their worst and like, like I said I wasn't I wasn't on it every day and drinking every day. Uh, it was just when I was, it was causing mm -hmm. a big yeah, fallout. And if they're, you know, you've got so much, I'm so happy, I'm so calm, I'm so relaxed. Yeah. And um, that's all from just seeing the faces of the girls, you know, being happy. Good on you. Being present. Being present, being yeah. Present, that's it. Um, brilliant, honestly, man. Like, it's, it's, it's good, <gasps> you know. <laughs> You're making me release everything, man. <laughs> well, this, this is what it's about. Um, so obviously, <sighs> I do want to wish um, a great man a happy birthday this week, your father. Yes. Um, oh, wow, yeah. You know, and... Um, Fucking straight on to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, while we're, while we're getting in, let's just yeah. get the, the emotional stuff out. So I never had the pleasure of meeting your father, mm. but I got to see some content that you've done with yeah. him. And... He's a geezer. Yeah, he's a yeah, man. Yeah. Not was, is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Say, yeah. my my dad never is. He, 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 what never was, he, he is, is. You know, yeah, I love that. Um, I know that you would have been in the mix of drink and drugs. Yeah, tell me your father's um, surprising passing, if you don't mind. Yeah, that was by far the the that was the tipping point for me. Um, when my father passed away, I completely, completely gave up on. Um, uh, I don't know, like having any respect for life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah so they'd just taken away my TV show and everything like that and I'd got the turtleneck and apologised and, and I was fucking lost everything, all my money and everything and, you know, we uh, Shelley's family put me up in their fucking spare room up north and everything was going, the world was against me, I thought anyway, but I still had a little bit of spark yeah. in me and yeah. I, I still was like, you know, da-da-da-da and my, old, my dad had a unique outlook on everything where he 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 could really understand me my father yeah. and um he um he used to say things to me like um fuck them like it, like who would have thought you would have got a tv show anyway it's their fucking fault yeah. for giving you a tv show we've blagged it mate yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like think of the money you've had anyway you fucking blagged it like it, it wasn't Why like, you looking for the positive yeah it wasn't yeah. like look at what you lost he's like look at what you had yeah. you know what i mean look at what Good. we managed to do and we'll do it again and um, so he was a breath of fresh air. And plus he was making his own content, which was shit, which really used to make me feel good about mine. <laughs> but um, he, um, uh, yeah, and I just managed to pull my shit together and get a little bit more motivation. And uh, and then he had a stroke and uh, I had to go over there to see him. 
it, uh, in Guernsey because he lived in Guernsey and I got over and I managed to speak to him a bit before he'd passed, mm. before he went and he wasn't right. Yeah. He was cracking jokes and stuff, but... Was you struggling with drink drugs? Yeah, yeah I was, yeah, I mean, I was drinking heavily and I was occasionally, I wasn't using the drugs to cope though. No, yeah. The drug was, the drugs were still like just going out and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Recreational, Recreational, yeah. Recreational, but um, it's amazing how quickly your, um, your coping mechanisms kick in because I went in there I spoke to him, he cracked some, he wasn't quite with it, you know, his brain was malfunctioning and he uh, he was cracking jokes, you know, saying like, um, oh, you know, if I die, make sure you check that, you know, uh, you know make sure this nurse don't nick my wallet. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, I don't know if they told you, I had a stroke, but you would have too if you'd seen the other nurse that had been in here <laughs> and all this stuff. Shows, uh, it shows what a man he is yeah. you know, to try and put a brave face in front of yeah, you, yeah. son, which is yeah. got to make you so proud yeah. of that man. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, we left him for a bit, and then he, um, uh, yeah, and then he he went under and uh, had another stroke and never came out of it basically. But he was he was on the on the machine, and um, they said that it's called something called um, stemming or brain st or coning, where the where the brain stem cones away from the brain, right, or something, yeah. the body disconnects from the brain, yes, yeah. and it means that I don't know I don't know the technical side of it, but. Essentially, if he had woke up, he would have been just been able to blink. Yeah, I understand. And um, then the doctors asked if we, that we wanted to turn the machine off. And um, my stepmom and my brother couldn't make that decision or didn't want to. Yeah. Um, so I made the decision because I just said to the doctor, what would what would you do if it was your dad? And he said, sorry. Go on, take your time. Robert. Yeah. Take and he, I said, what would you do if it was your dad? And he said, I'd let him go. So I said, well, let him go then. Mm. And um, what yeah. feelings... Um, after say the oh, days and weeks after, straight that to day. the, I went straight to the petrol station and got uh, loads of mini bottles of. What mindset wine. was you in? What was the fuck life, man? Fuck yeah. this and, uh, 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 yeah, just that was the final straw for me. I was like, do you know what? I've I've been given this whole thing a fair crack. Yeah, you know, like this positivity thing a fair fair crack, and uh, I was like, fuck you. And and the, the devastating, heartbreaking thing really is that a matter of days after that. Shelley had polystific ovaries and we were told that we couldn't have kids. Yep. And uh, a few days after that, Shelley told me that she'd conceived. Uh, that, okay. You know, it was yeah. literally like two days or... When I less, say when le one life ends, yeah. another life starts. I feel like it was my... I've said this before, <coughs> like it was my father's, you know... My father had a hand in it, not by shagging her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I've seen <laughs> the kids, Dan, yeah. and, and I was... Yeah. Now, listen. Yeah. But, you know, that's probably one last thing your dad mm. could have done up there before he yeah. says... Do it on your own now, son. And yeah, but I'm I'm a bit ashamed of myself because I was on such a self-destruct part. Or like I'd given up when my father passed away. When you say giving up, was did you contemplate? Yeah, think about yeah, suicide? Definitely. Can you tell us about if you don't mind it, feelings or faults or plans that yeah. you might have had? All right, so I broke up with Shelley mm -hmm. after she told me. Because I, um, I I honestly thought I don't, I'm on my way out. Yeah. And I wanted to be on my own. Uh, I felt I look back on that and I feel terrible. Um, but um, yeah, I ended up staying in a mate's spare room and I was using, mm -hmm. and it was one of the nights that I was using. And um, I uh, I can remember he had like new white carpet in there, and uh, I just I thought to myself, I'm going to slip slip my wrist, and then I had stupid thoughts come into my head where I thought I don't want to fuck his carpet up. Do you know what I mean? Because he had a brand new carpet. And um, I was doing gear and I, I thought to myself, do you know what I'm going to do? Like, I I don't want to die. I want to find a way out of it. And I actually rang the Samaritans that night. Good on you. 
Good uh, on you, man. Yeah. And do you suggest other people that are struggling, Dan, to do I that? I do, yeah. And did they help you? Yeah. To an ex- did they help you at that, that second that you wanted that to? That exact moment. Ruin your mate's carpet. <laughs> <laughs> that exact moment, <clears throat> they did. And I don't know who she is that I spoke to out there, but thank you to the Samaritans. And um, I spoke to a woman for about 45 minutes. And she just put a, a lot of stuff into perspective for me. Do you think when we're going through them, I, I heard like suicide, you have a thing called um, tunnel vision. So rather than us being how we are now, looking mm. at everything, the minute we have a problem, you have a thing called cognitive thought when it goes to tunnel vision. Yeah. You're not looking to kill yourself in a sense. It's doing that will just take you mm. out of that problem. Yeah. You know, but the minute someone takes you out of tunnel vision and open up your eyes and talks mm. you more about life and stuff like yeah. that do you feel that was a little bit of an opening for you i don't know i don't think i don't think i i don't think i ha- and with all due respect with what you've been through with your own personal mm. suicide things and and with how you lost your father with yeah. all due respect i don't think that i was i don't think i was actually suicidal i think that i just thought about it i yeah, i, no, I, I yeah. think I, I don't think i ever was going to do it <clears throat> i just think that I, I thought i was like well do you know what i might as well fucking no, i understand it was like a like i don't think i ever thought like i don't want to be here i think it was more like I thought about it and then I thought to myself, fucking, why am I thinking that? I've got to talk to someone. Yes. And that's why I rang. So I think I think maybe if I could have got there if I never spoke to anyone. Well, that's what I, I feel. You know, it's a weird you analogy. It's like the first cry for help. Isn't yeah. It? Well, the weird analogy I see, you know, when you're having an argument with someone as a kid or a teenager or, or adults and you're having an argument with a man and you punch him straight away, your anger. Yeah. You didn't want to punch him, but you had the fist out. Or in America, uh, the, the, everyone's accessible to guns. They have an argument, shoot someone. I didn't mean to. And do you think with, with suicide, where it's, there's no thought process yeah. with the first. It's, I can't handle it's a chain it, I've got thoughts. to go. A chain of thoughts. Yeah, thoughts, you know, right? and if, if you do reach mm. out on that first time, mm. it might not have been, it, it was a cry for help more than a it Definitely, attempt. yeah. And I think, I think, and again, this is why I love Shelley so much because, you know, I mean, it's take, it's taken some work. You know, uh, the whole the whole thing. But she was there for me. You know what I mean? When I was ready to, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through I was going through so much when my father passed away. I didn't I didn't even know. And this is for anyone out there that's grieving. I mean, you know exactly what it's like. A certain period of your life just turns into a blur, doesn't it? Like it's, it's, yeah. you just. Um, you know. uh, Saturday is the second year anniversary of my, of my dad's death. And this week? Yeah, this oh Saturday, my God, 21st really? of January. Um, and it's harder, this one, than the first one. And I maybe... Why do you think? Maybe I was lost that first year. You weren't even there. Don't think I was. Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Oh. God, here we go. Wait, can we start getting tissues on this from now on? We need on, to please? sponsor this by Kleenex. <laughs> we need tissues because we're both going to cry and then wank. <laughs> Simultaneously. Yeah. Easy loop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the second, is it because I'm missing him more because I've not been with him or was I just in a blur with grieving that first year? I think I think you've got a tough time ahead of you, man, because, because the... And someone, someone sent me a video to me, which I might post today, about ADHD and drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And someone said to me that they don't, that this uh, Gabor geezer, I don't know what it is, Gabor, do you know the name of the psychiatrist, Gabor, mate, is it? Anyway, this guy, he said about ADHD that it's not it's not inherited, it's not like passed down through your family, it's like a learnt behaviour, a way, a way that the ADHD is a way where kids can drift away from when there's trauma in their lives yeah. or whatever. I can I can see that. Yeah, so yeah. the ADHD is a way where their mind starts going crazy so they can drift yeah. away. And Creating other... Ch- that's him, yeah. Gabor, mate. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Creating other... Yeah. 
life's yeah, yeah. scenarios than dealing with the now. Yeah, exactly. And the ADHD, the ADHD is kind of like it distracts you. So much distracting you from from your pain and yeah. um, what what um, what alcohol and drugs is instead of like quieting the ADHD. It's like a form like the alcohol and drugs. It takes us away from. from oh, you know what? Yeah. That's really yeah. It makes and, sense. And I think that's why this next year for you or maybe this this time this anniversary might be difficult for you because you can't escape it. Can't, yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's very true, you know. And um, it's yeah, it, it, it's mad the the uh, losing my father because I'm so, I'm I'm so uh, respect his decision. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't agree with any. Like, I would not tell anyone to do it or yeah. please reach help. But I've got you respect. get it. Yeah, yeah, I get my father yeah. where yeah. he was and that. But yeah, I'm missing. But I always said if I could have my dad back now, it'd be very selfish for me. Mm. I would be happy, but my dad wasn't, you know, but that's just my way of thinking about suicide. But so obviously you are the viral sensation Dapper Laughs. There is no, it's no speculation. (laughs) It's statistically proven that you are the viral, you started your career. Did you used to be an estate agent or am I I did, yeah. I believe, yeah. You still, and that's the patter, the estate agent patter. Um, all right, sweetheart, you want to see the back door? Can I see yours? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, my mate's going to just try and smash it in to see if we need any more security. <laughs> but, so your dapper laughs yeah. was the geezer. Mm. Have a beer, have a bum, have a wank in the hairdressers. Yeah. Well, I never. Oh, yeah, that was one of the videos. You've done yeah. the videos. Yeah, yeah. I remember them all. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. them all. But... <laughs> For anyone that's wondering about that, before you think that I was wanking in hairdressers, it was it was a thing where I was under the under the uh, the gown. I was flipping my phone round, so and and the hairdresser goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" And pulled it up, and because he, he thought I was having a bash. But you know what it's like when their dick touches your elbow and you get a semi. I, I, get it. I actually put my elbow out a bit further now just to, just to feel <laughs> yeah. that. So you are the, the sensation, and it's it's. Have you had to mould, um, or is it just flowed? Have you had to change your jokes and yeah. your 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 reels and everything you do <laughs> to change it to get away from that drink and drug mentality? Or is it just flowed as you've mm. progressed in life? Or no, have you yeah, rechange. No, everything? I mean this is why this is why my I think my my Instagram especially because I keep a real close eye on my Instagram. Mm. I lose and gain about 10, 15,000 followers a month. Like yeah. I'll, 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 at a, simultaneously, my numbers, that's why my numbers sort of plateaus. It's sort of, it's at the same because like, I think you're losing the lads. I'm, well, no, I'm, not the lads. I'm, but yeah. what, it's what it's, yeah, it's whatever's going on in my life because I've, I, I, I don't know if the word is reinvented myself, but my content has, uh, has, has changed mm. systematically through my whole life. It's like, a, I'll, t- I'll explain it the best way I can. My content is like a reflection just of my life. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, steady stream of my life and I'm not I I never creatively commit myself to any one type of of form of content so if I wake up in the morning um, you know I don't I don't think this is who I am this is what I'm going to talk about this is what I want to do and this is my brand and this is what my followers like I'm just like being did you ever used to do that though? Yeah, when yeah. I was when I was when I first started as Dapper Last, a people was, pleaser in a sense. Well, well, yeah, I just lad banter yeah. was the flavour, yeah. and and I and I stuck to that like a solid brand. Yes, because of the growth that it was going, yeah. but. When uh, when it all went wrong, and I come out of um, Dapper Laughs and that mm-hmm. character, um, I just wanted to be myself. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Can you talk about the? Uh, and you might not want to talk about being booted out of yeah, not yeah. just TV, Everything. media. Yeah, it was you're you're to me you're a comedian as your friend. Yeah, yeah, you're a comedian regardless or not if you're doing something on stage. Mm. 
something on TV, even now that you're on the news, aren't you, as well? Yeah, GB News. Yeah, which is once. brilliant. And I, even though you're talking very seriously, you're you're a comic. Yeah. And um, I think I was at the the that show mm. when it when it spiralled out. And yeah. Do you think with social media and that now, comics comedians get a hard time for doing their job yeah. in a sense? Um, I know you probably would, but would you change that night? Um, I think I think I was I wasn't very I wasn't very intelligent with what I was saying, and it was very easy to take out of context. Yes. Um, and and also I was uh, it was to me it was more than to what I'd done wrong and what the media didn't like it was more than just that night my my it's the similar to uh, to to how Andrew Tate is portrayed yeah. in the media now but yeah. my content was very lad culture and it was uh, sexist yeah it was yeah um, you know the, but you sorry to cut you in yeah. you're not sexist no no of course not of course and not. this no. is why I feel people like you have a hard time because you yeah. have amazing daughters yeah yeah and you treat yeah. them like yeah but, princesses but look you've got to hold your hands up and yeah. say you've got to hold your hands up and you know what i was when you start amassing loads and loads of followers you've got to you've got to hold a, your hands up and yeah. be like you know this may be inspiring people in the wrong way and mm. influencing the wrong kind of behavior but at the time because i was in the midst of fame and growing and follow i couldn't yeah. see that and no, I was, no, yeah. and i was fighting all the criticism so it took me a long time to mature yeah. and see so look listen what, what i wouldn't change what happened because it turned me into to who I am today, yeah. my perspective that oh, I've definitely. got on life today, and um, I think I deserved an ass kicking at the time. It was a bit harsh. It was. It was a lot of stuff was blown well out of proportion. There'll be people out there that will never ever look at me the same way because yeah. of what the press done. But Do you think more it. than the joke that you said. It was the press that elaborated that one yeah, little joke yeah, yeah, yeah. that made it look like that's the only thing you said that night. Yeah, well, no, they turned me into the, like the rape joke comedian, you know, pro-rape. Like headlines yeah. would be, you know, when I was trying to travel up to different places to do shows, would be pro-rape comedian comes to perform. Just because well, you was the, that was a sellout tour at the time, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah. you've sold out many since then yeah, as well. Yeah. So well done to you for you. for one potentially losing load of fans from that. Yeah. Um, I hope I don't get hate from it. What was written as a joke, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, look at you now. Yeah, thank you. you. Know? So well thank done you. to you for carrying on with your dream. Yeah. They thought, I fucked it, let me go I back think, to state I, agents. Yeah. What did that do? Um, your life is TV, making people laugh and earning money. That's what we're all mm. here for. Once you got that ban, yeah. what, what did that do again to drugs and addiction for you? Oh, for um, for a good year, for a good year or so, I was probably out my, because my father died just after. Yes, yeah. So um, I was in a bad bad way uh unfortunately it was you know i was i was in and out of trying to go sober yeah um and i've had both my daughters within that time as well do you know what i mean well a bit later on um and really it was it was i couldn't see how bad it was at the time but it was very very Looking bad now like yeah it so. wasn't it may be the sessions because the papers didn't let it go did they no they didn't for a long time do you time. think the media and this could be any aspects. Social media causes people to causes. Um, let's just just for for this talk, yeah. people in the public eye to end their life, yeah. feel unworthy of their self, useless. Yeah. Do, you, do you think the media? Yes, yeah, bad, that? mate. Yeah, I mean, there was. There, I had moments where it was relentless. Where you know, because one story would come out, and then all the. I mean, you know what it's like. Mm. All the other publications would then take that and do their. Spin and then add it. a little bit. Add a little bit. Chinese whispers. What's and the worst thing that you've? heard about you in the paper that one has thought of um made you think that you didn't want to be here that you wasn't worthy oh, to be a father or 
that um, wasn't true either. There was lo- there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff. But I mean, is there something that you remember reading that could have pushed you over the edge, just from a journalist wanting to sell a paper? Yeah, like you know, calling my TV show an almanac uh, for rape culture was a tough one to read. That that basically I was teaching teaching men how a to... a man that is expecting daughters. Yeah, it was hard. It was a very proud man, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was difficult. But again, I've got a whole. I've got a whole. I mean, the press will run with and and jump on and you know like virtue signal and really really try like once they decide that they do not want you around that's they, it, they, they that, gunning, that's it but i can't i've got to hold my hands up and uh you know it was excessive um uh, the rate at which i got cancelled but i've got to hold my hands up and be like look i was a twat back then so mm. it's what it is yeah and, and i think you were just their flavor of the month then yeah. do you know what i mean years about a year, about a year ago, <laughs> that's it. and you're like i'm yeah. done they've, they've got me off now just yeah. stop going at yeah. me you know uh, well uh, go on. well done for you for coming back Thank mate, you, honestly, mate. Yeah. because i probably wouldn't have uh, and that's the truth uh, um you were an, uh, going for addiction at the time yeah Probably had a bit of money saved up from doing the other yeah. things. And you could have easily thought, fuck that, I've got a little bit here. But well yeah. done for you for pursuing that. So you are now sober. How many days exactly are we? 99 days 99. today. Well done. Well done. well done. 99 days. Well done, honestly. I, thank well you. Done. Thank you. I, well and I, honestly, I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not lying when I'm saying this because, you know, I'm not. it's not like I'm selling something here. But I feel... I. I uh, I, like I do things that I, I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have done. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I do little things that I wouldn't have done. Um, like w- just spending time walking out and walking. See, and that. I see it on your social media. Yeah, a lot. I'm just fucking calm. Like I, I don't. I, with without the drink and drugs, it seems to have got rid of my ego. It's if, a weird, weird. If you thing. was doing that walk in the woods with your dogs on social media. Be like this, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's behind yeah, trees, fucking, hiding. Like, I didn't really want. I didn't really. I don't know. Now that I'm sober, I feel like my ego, like, I don't know what it was, like, what I was chasing. I was always chasing something. I wanted more. I wanted this. I wanted a better house. I wanted a nicer car. And it was maybe the feeling of in between sessions and drinking, yeah. not knowing what I wanted, but what no, I wanted was to be out. And now I have this, like, calmness, like, little things, like, being able to afford, go, go into the shop and, ha- and uh, I mean, we're doing all right, you know, but being able to, you know... Whereas before, I never would have appreciated just being able to f- afford like a week shop. Yeah, just be- for instance, like if your tire pops, yeah, you've got yeah. enough money to be able to yeah, go yeah. get I a mean, new tire. Yeah, just do that, Shelley. Get that new yeah, tire. Yeah, I mean, the, where I was going with my life and what I wanted, like I constantly wanted to prove that I was doing well. I've, I've seen what you've got, Dan. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm doing all right, and I've seen what you've gone through, and I just want to say, well done, Thank because you. you've had nothing from no one. Mm. You've had everyone try and take things off of you. Uh, I get emotional because I know the journey you've gone through. Um, I've seen the cars, the house, um, yeah. the smile on your kids' faces, and you've got to be so proud, brother. Yeah, like you got to be so proud of what you've done. I'm getting upset oh, for you. You got to be so. Can we just fucking let's just shag. <laughs> no, honestly, you've got to be you. so proud Thank because, you, uh, like, you haven't had it easy, Dan. Um, lucky enough for me, I went on to a TV show and I didn't have to do anything. They made me famous. Mm. The career that you were following, everyone was trying to do what you'd done. You are one of the OGs of it, but you've done it with no TV coverage. Mm. You're selling out fucking O2s, Dan. Mm, yeah. You're going on tours. You, I just see you on stage with Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The best boxer that has ever graced a ring ever, and he's pretty much a one-man show himself, yeah. and never asked you. Yeah. And honestly, mate, I've got so much respect Thank for you. you as a father, a son, because the decision you made with your father was... was from a yeah. son, and it was it was honestly a credit to you who you've become. 
I feel a bit. I feel a bit silly when you, you know, you know you're saying like, "Well done, well done," because I feel like, oh, you know, this is making me look like a hero and all that jazz. But, but I guess the the problem that we have as people, and I think we said this before, that sometimes we uh, uh, we don't look back at what we've been through. No, yeah. As people, we don't look back at what we've been through, and we don't look back and think, "Fucking well done, mate, well done." And we also don't look back at what we've been through as people and go, "That's why I'm self medicating, and that's why I'm doing this." Yeah. And I just want to say like a beautiful thing about all the shit that's happened to me and all the shit that's happened to you a beautiful thing about the shit that you go through in life is once you get out the other side you've got the experience yes. the knowledge and the strength to help other people that yes. are going through it and also like I said before it's sometimes it's life's way of just checking that you're strong enough and you deserve what's next yes yeah you know what I think I said to you the other day and there's a quote that a lot of people say on social media that I don't like um was it Tough times don't last, but tough people do. I yeah. don't like that because I've gone through experiencing uh, losing someone to suicide myself yeah. and anyone else that's lost someone from suicide just because someone felt the need to take their own life doesn't mean I wasn't strong. Yeah, um, And that really does get to me. Yeah, but, you, you know, told me that before. Because my father is the strongest man I've ever met and most of these people, um, men and women, I think uh, the suicide rate on, on males is quite high, you know, mm. um, especially the way my father took his yeah. own life and... He's a tough man, and uh, even if people are at rock bottom in life, you're still tough. Yeah, you know, and even you just, won't know you're tough. Yeah, until you come out of it. So yeah. fight, fight that. Yeah. Um, so helping people, Dan, which you've yeah. learnt now. Can you talk to me about the hoodie that you wear? And I, I'm, I'm fully aware of this, but I'd like you to t tell yeah. what this means to you and what it does for other people. Well, Kirk, you're uh, you're actually one of the moderators in this, um, and you're in our little moderators group. But this is um, men and their emotions. Um, this was born when I was on holiday and I was meant to be relaxing and I was sat next to my missus, my wife on holiday and I just, I made sure I cleared my schedule of no work because I wasn't allowed to work but the ADHD yes. was kicking in yeah. and um, my inbox was just filled full of lads going, I can't cope with this, I can't cope with that and this is upsetting me and how do you, you know, this was before I went sober, right? Yeah. And um, for the second time and a lot of lads were like, you know, how do I, you know, how do you get up in the morning and I'm so positive because I've, uh, there was a point in my life where where I stopped thinking fuck life and I yeah. started thinking good vibes only. And, yeah. You know, and that was, was there a change that made you start thinking that the same that happened in life? I, I can't remember. Shall I lead the kids maybe? Yeah, or? I don't, I can't remember what it was, but I just started seeing the light again and there was a twist in my, my mental, even though I was still drinking a lot and stuff yeah. like that, there was a twist and I'd done a big show at the Troxy called good vibes only and everything like that. And it was when I finally just thought, if you just put out positivity, then the positivity's got to come back. If, if you're always upset and down, and you're and you're you're projecting that, that's what you get back. And I sort of force, for, fake it till I make it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Force the positivity, force the good vibes out there. Yeah. And that started with me by being genuinely nice to people, people that were giving me shit online, being nice to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. You know, like, just being nice. The universe, in a sense. Yeah, just being yeah, nice. Yeah. Just just thinking, just thinking, just be fucking nice. Just do the right thing. Yeah. And it started giving that back. And anyway, when I was on holiday, I just thought to myself, so many people messaging me one I didn't have the time to message everyone back and two I don't, like you know this as well I don't want to get into people's personal problems we're not qualified yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, so I thought the, let's create a group where people can talk themselves so I set up men and their emotions I've done it on my Facebook and asked people you know what should I call it and da 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 da, da. so and it went to like 10,000 people straight away lads joining it and What's it's just the numbers now Daniel it's about 35,000 lads in it and, lads. and these are normal lads that are dealing with their own problems yeah. helping people that are yeah so problems. so all it is is you can post you can post in there it could be anything you've got addiction problems uh, money problems gambling problems bereavement issues yeah. 
um, you know, parental issues like seeing your kid, not being able to see your kids. Yeah. It's for men. It's for men. It's for men to talk to men. You can post anonymously or as yourself. And the beautiful thing about it is loads of other lads in there uh, just chip in with their experience. Mm. And it's just a positive just, environment. It's talking, isn't it? Yeah. What is uh? What do you think? Um, going through mental health yourself, because I believe having mental health never goes. Mm. Um, it comes in waves. What does talking do for you for mental just health. makes you feel like you're not the only twat yeah exactly you know what I mean because <laughs> that's how we feel at the yeah. time you know that's how we feel yeah. and I like your the way of thinking is thinking positive things are getting uh, positive things something I learned um, which was very good if if I tell you not to think of a grey elephant yeah you're going to think of a, I'm thinking, of a dick, oh, aren't right. you? No, no, no. He's like, I'm like, don't think of a grey elephant. Penis, penis, penis. No. So if I was to say you don't think of a grey elephant, you're going to think of a grey elephant. Yeah, yeah. Do you know skiers, um, when they're doing the uh, through the trees and everything like that, so what a skier, if I was to be skiing through the trees and if I'm going to say, don't hit the trees, don't hit the trees, all I'm looking at is the fucking trees. So what the skiers do when they're doing them slalom slopes is they're like, white slope, white slope, white slope, white slope. They can't see these trees, so they're not going to hit them. They are focused on the task at head. Yeah, so yeah. if you are giving positivity and thinking about it, you're only going to see positive things yeah, in life yeah. rather than, yeah, this is bad's going to happen, this is bad's going to happen. So I, I have got rid of a lot of friends, Dan, yeah. um, that are negative, even family members, um, yeah. a very uh, close family member of mine. Anything I want to do, he tells me, you're, you're foul. You ain't yeah. going to do that. Yeah, people like He'll think, I'm going to put an extension in my house. What's the fucking point? Too much money. Yeah. Like everything. And Everyone has them in their lives. I, I have had to get rid of them because they fucking mm. drain me. Yeah. It's not their problem. That's I can't question what they want to do or talk to, mm. what they want to say. But I'm like a sponge, and I believe a lot of people with ADHD are like sponges, yeah. Dan. I take on feelings, emotions, and things yeah. people say. And I've had to cut off a lot of people. I cut off a close friend of mine, which made me feel bad, but I needed to do it. Mm. He uses a lot, and eats a hell of a lot of junk food as well. Yeah. And moans to me about it constantly. Constantly ringing me up. Me and the missus, I can't handle it. Like, we're arguing. Did you get on it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, listen, just... Don't do it for a month and let's see if you argue. No, no, I ain't got a problem. I don't do it. I, yeah. I'm all right on it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I can give you advice straight away. You're ringing me up again. Oh, yeah. I'm fat, man. I'm fat. I can't stop yeah. eating. I said, listen, do you want to start a bit of training with me? Little healthy road. Mm. They're not listening and they're constantly ringing me up, giving me their problems. I can only help. And if you're not going to try, mm. I, I have to cut away from them. And I feel bad because there is someone probably needing my help. But I yeah. can't do no more than say... Let me help you. Yeah, I think that you've got. To, we've all got to remember that our brains fall into thought loops. Yes, like thought loops. So you, your brain, your brain, our brains. You say something, we and we think about it, and it loops. Yeah, it loops. That's why, like, if you get jealous about your missus or something happens, and you're like, stop fucking thinking about it. I don't want to fucking think about yeah. it. I don't want to think. But it keeps. And the more you it's say, like, don't think about it, the more it thinks about yeah. it. And negative people can put that negativity on you, and you can keep thinking about it. And the thing is, when you, if anyone out there is struggling. Uh, like with anxiety or depression and stuff like that and they drink yes what what what, what I've learned is and I think John you told me this didn't you that um, uh, when you're at below your baseline so say for instance this is this is where we operate here where our normal functioning capability as an animal is yep. right say we're an animal and we're just like functioning here right when you drink and especially when you do drugs yeah. every your, your serotonin or your fucking whatever everything in your body is depleted yes so it goes down right and you're in a state of like panic so your brain is like fucking what's the problem what's the problem that's John you told me that didn't you yeah you're in a st state of hypervigilance so you're uh, constantly yeah. yeah a state of hypervigilance right so that's where the anxiety 
anxiety and the worry and the panic and the paranoia comes in. Yes. And it doesn't even have to be when you're when you're drinking and using. It can be it can be for the days afterwards. Oh, so, definitely. I believe more so the yeah, days after. Yeah, and that, that's what my problem is. So if you have a little argument with your missus and you're like, fucking, what's your fucking problem? Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Da, 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 da. Not because you're having to go, oh, that's you talking to yourself. What is the problem? What's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to come down, rah, yeah. rah, rah. Yeah. All I know is to blame you now because you've yeah. just made me feel like this. Yeah. I was fine until you just told me my own problem. Mm. You're a cunt. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was like. It was all me, 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 yeah, me, yeah. Dan. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So selfish, yeah. yeah. That's it. And it was me. I was like, why are you fucking shouting at me? Yeah. Why, why are you taking it out on me? And then I, and now I'm sober. I'm like, I was a dick. I was a dick <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I should leave a couple of fags on the side. I'm going out. See you later. I've done good. Yeah. Dinner's in the oven. I've done amazing. I'll fuck off for two days. You know what I mean? And then yeah. once I've realised... So, you own a, a club, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, lit in Clapham. Yeah, some, Someone actually wrote on my Instagram today because I put up a video about sobriety, one of the podcasts. He's like, yeah, but don't you own a nightclub? I'm like, well, I was fucking drinking back then when I bought it. <laughs> well, that's what I want to ask you. Has uh, sobriety changed the way of running and managing your club probably profitable a lot more now you're not drinking it (laughs) no well to be honest with you I like from a moral perspective I stopped selling the beer when last time when I went sober yes so I was I was selling beer uh, last beer and we made a lot of money yeah uh, selling the kegs through lockdown Uh, and then I went sober and I just didn't uh, just struggling with it because when I first started selling it I was still in a fairly good place and thought yeah. I could manage my alcohol um, and the worst it got you know I didn't feel confident promoting it yep. um, and then so sorry to my business partner on that but we let that one go and the night the nightclub's different for me because I stepped away from the nightclub yeah. a while ago anyway in respect to I own I own it yeah. but I don't throw my own events down there and yep. we sort of just sublet it out to promoters so yeah, no, well, that's how the clubs run now yeah and it's look it's a revenue stream which, which, supports, which supports me so I'm not going to uh, I'm yeah. going to be a bit selfish on that one and, you, and plus you, people are enjoying it if you was to go there I don't go there and is that um, because it's a business it triggers, you, no, it triggers me triggers because, you yeah I used to lock myself in there and yeah. fucking god I can't even tell you but put it this way do not sit on the VIP seats <laughs> they're covered in spunk no I'm joking you used to wank on him a lot didn't you <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy yeah. I'm busy yeah. I've had uh, a line and a shot but yeah um, I mean that was has it affected so that, in, in a sense you, you think the uh, recovery has affected that line of your business, yeah. even though it's profitable. Yeah. Um, but it's really good that you are aware of your triggers. Is there yeah. any other triggers that you're aware of that potentially other people watching might not know? Because uh, they might think, oh, that's why I'm getting on it, because I keep doing that. Well, I drugs is a yeah. big trigger for my addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sniff- Every time I buy drugs, I fucking yeah. use them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sniffing cut or buying gear is a trigger. No, <laughs> um, I can't. Well, that's why I stopped drinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, drinking, drinking wasn't, to be honest with you, wasn't a massive, massive, massive issue for me. But I was uh, a dry and a yeah. um, thingy, um, dry sniffer, dry sniffer. I could never get people that were just, just a couple of lines. I like, had be off their tits, but not drunk. But you know, um, but yeah, you're like weird. Yeah, no offense. Like, no, I know what you mean. I, no, could, like, I could never wank to like amputee porn sober. I don't know how you do that until the coke. Yeah, it's just come. You know what? It, just, it gets a bit dark in the mornings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, <laughs> but um, no. Um, no, so triggering for me, I think certain people that trigger me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Problems in life are all some of them. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, I used to, yeah, definitely. Like, Is there a daily problem in your life and many people's life that triggers you that hopefully someone might be aware of this now that you can help them with? I don't know. I don't know. I think everyone's got their own. Just the end of the week used to trigger me, man. Just finishing yeah. my week. Yeah. And I think that's the majority of people out there that 
that are wondering if they've got an unhealthy relationship with drink or drugs, their trigger will simply be finishing work at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Like a well-done pat on the back. But yeah. you got to think, what's the average person going to do 50 to £100 pound on drugs yeah. every week because they're finished That's work. rookie well numbers done. for you, isn't it? Rookie numbers. I was doing that every hour or so, I think. Yeah. Okay. I well, let's not glorify it because I got told off for glor- this podcast got accused of glorifying drug use, which really pissed me off because drugs are fucking glorious. That's why it's a they, problem. That's why it's a problem, yeah. yeah. And we're trying to let tell people... Uh, yeah. Like, this... It, I, it was a glorious thing at that time. It yeah. was a glorious thing because it helped me deal with this yeah. for that time being, you know. But imagine finishing work and think, we're going to go on the bugle tonight. I've had a, had a week off. Of, I've had a good week at work. Mm. I'm going to probably do 50 to 100 quid yeah. on a Friday night, the average person, you know. Um, imagine just thinking, you know what? I'm going to put that 50 to 100 quid in a pot. Yeah. Give it to the missus. Hold that. Yeah. Imagine in six months. How yeah. much money you've got uh, but yeah. to be able to do, and then that's you know when that's that's how you can build stuff. And I don't even mean drugs, drinking. Yeah, like, drinking do, was so expensive. It's look, so expensive. I'm a bit biased, you know, but do everyone does everyone need to go out every Friday after work and go on a piss? Yeah, do, you know, do you know what it's the, become normal? Yeah, and I think the crazy, the scariest thing for me is and, a hairy vagina. It's scary, isn't it? Like, well, fucking, I'd, I'm like a I'd beaver. I'd dive straight in. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, 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 I wouldn't know, but. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, ADHD's running raw. I've got to have a serious conversation. And you know, like you said, the elephant in the room. Now I'm just picturing a massive minch. Really um, hairy one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, reminds me of an ex-girlfriend. No, uh, <laughs> Candy, so I hope you're well. Uh, no, um, yeah, no. <laughs> what <laughs> you fucking threw me. But no, um, the crazy thing is, and I'll just say, I'll just say this quickly in, in respects to my journey. The reason why I did not want to stop drinking, the reason why I did not want to stop drinking was because I enjoyed my social life with my friends. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed um, the relaxing, having a relaxing drink in the evening. I, I thought to myself, I don't want to miss going out and getting pissed. Yeah. I don't want to miss getting off me nut. I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm going to miss that, right? And like the um, Elliot Ward said in, in the podcast that we done, it's because you're used to a habit. Your brain thinks that that's, that's the norm for you. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, now, I couldn't think of any worse and it's yeah. so weird because it was my life for ages and the first time I went sober I thought the first time I went sober I still felt like I was missing out yeah. but now I couldn't think of anything worse and my new habit is waking up in the morning and boxing or whatever yeah. and my new habit is um, sitting at home with my kids and Brilliant. and it's fucking what, what it's alright I have I am um, you know what uh, upset me during uh, not upset me but so I had a couple of friends that my drugs become a real, real problem and they worried about me and they, they were I mean there was two or three main friends that were just saying, stop it, stop it, you're fucking your life up, stop the drugs. And they'd done this to me for ages, years, you know, and, and when I finally stopped it, they wasn't my friends no more, they stopped inviting me out. Mm. I'd done what they said, um, and then they're like, oh, well, we're still getting on it, and you can't come around because of your problem. I was like, at the time, I was still sort of in recovery at the beginning stage, and I'm like, you're horrible fuckers. Mm. You've told me, best friends since we were kids, not to do drugs no more. Now that I don't drink or drugs, you won't invite me out for a meal. Because in case it's a trigger, like, and I'd say to him, it ain't a trigger. It ain't a trigger to me. I'm going to be brutally honest. Since being in sobriety, um, I have racked someone up a line since then. Really? Um, yeah, I've done it. It smelled horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck's sake. I had the urge to do it. Um, it was just wrong place at the wrong time. It was there, and and. Um, I just, I just racked someone up a line. It wasn't mine. They, it was there, you know. God, fucking hell. And, and you didn't do it. I wanted to do it, but I knew what the outcome would be. 
Oh my god! And 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 I was so proud of myself. So dangerous, uh, though. Yeah, I was so proud, and I didn't know it was there. I I I I. Did the person that was doing it in front of you knew knew? Yeah, mucking around. I said, "Oh, I'm going to do one myself," and they said, "No, you like you're not like really." Like, it was a friend of mine, you know, and uh, I said, "No, I'm only joking." I said, "I said I want to do it." But I know I can't because no. I know for a imagine fact, the shame you would have felt once you'd done it. Well, I wouldn't have done that one. Yeah, I would have been gone again. I you wouldn't be a, here now. No, I know for a fact that, um, and this is many uh, many people in recovery. I know I've got another relapse in me, but I don't think I've got another recovery in me. Wow, I don't think I have. And listen, in recovery, when you're in any CA meeting or podcast like this, or with a group of sober friends, your addiction is waiting out the door, doing press ups waiting for you to walk into that pub to trip up so just be aware that no matter if you've got 30 days sober one year sober 10 years sober i i don't never believe you can be a recovered addict because mm. i have a lot of people in ca saying so and so recovered addicts i'm like if you're a recovered addict go have a drink and stop again Mm. If you're an addict, you're an addict, and this is just personal opinion. Because mm. even though I'm nearly two years sober, you give me a give me a line, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone, Dan. I won't. Yeah. It, I noticed from my last relapse when I lost my father, I went in harder. Like mm. I, so I, my father died 21st of January. I used uh, so it felt like minutes, but probably an hour after my father died, and I went on a bender till the 3rd of May. January, February, March, April, May, four months. I you probably used had for. some days off, but I can't. I just. If I was awake and I was out, I was using. I'm surprised you survived. Well, I remember why. what made me sort of go sober as well. It was my mum's birthday on the 4th of May. And my plan was, get on it, get on it, go have a sleep, go get my mum a birthday present. So I'm getting on it. Some girl comes around my house. And um, and then I can't, I can't remember, I think it was day or morning or whatever. I was like, she's like, what are you up to today? I said, uh... Oh, it's my mum's birthday on the fall, so tomorrow I'm going to go, day before her birthday, I'm going to go get her a present and that. And uh, she went, it's false tomorrow. I said, no, no, no. It's the second tomorrow. I said, no, it ain't. And I'm thinking, how long have I... I've done it again. I've just gone on it. And I thought, fuck my mum's birthday. I promised her. You know, like, she put so much love into me when my father died. She's always shown me love. And I was like, mate, you've just lost your fucking father. Your mum's birthday, your only living parent left, and you're sniffing gear with some bird that you hardly fucking know, and now you now you got to ring your mum up. I can't, I'm too fucked to go out. I know I'm going to, if I do finally go to sleep, I'm done for her birthday. And I thought, I can't be this person no more. Hmm. I can't be this fucking person. And and it stopped to me. It, it, it stopped. I just done it. I stopped. I went back to a meeting. I haven't been going to avid meetings down at the moment. Um, I've been very busy since then, hmm. you know. I've got other things keeping me sober. I honestly believe. Do you think you need to start putting a bit more work into it? Um, no. I, I know I will once because I'm renovating my house at the moment. I know the minute that that stops. I will. Yeah. Because I'm preoccupied at the moment. Well, we I'm work good. on each other, don't we? We talk most days. Yeah. No, that's it. And, and this yeah. is... This, Recovery isn't about you. Mm. It's about your journey. And I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe my dad's up there helping me. I don't care what any Yeah, anyone they might says, be up right? there together with my old man. You never know. Oh, mate, take the Having a line. Out. Take, yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet they're like, fuck, you can't do it like these, these yeah, cunts. You know what I mean? Know. Well, they don't know they're born. No, um, um, <laughs> yeah, they don't know they're born. They can't even sniff without getting addicted to it. Yeah. But no, it's, um, <laughs> it's a journey, but... So obviously, yeah. So uh, you've got many businesses, and yeah. by the way, I want to say a huge well done on the heist. Oh, thank you very much. Well mate. done on, on your film, the heist, mate. Yeah. Um, where did it rank? Can you tell me, please? Yeah, it went number one. It was number one in Amazon Crime section for a long time. Might even still be there now. Uh, that's 
uh, the last heist. And what was your inv- tell me, tell me. I know, but can you tell the involvement? Yeah, so well? I, I'll take you through my little film career briefly. Um, a little while, a long time ago, actually, I can't remember the, when it was, but uh, we made a film, um, Fanged Up with Terry yes. Stone. I made Fanged Up. It was a comedy film, but it was too early. It was too close to the backlash that I'd had, and no one would buy it. Couldn't get it in Tesco's. Couldn't get it on any of the platforms yeah. anywhere. So it just sort of went on to Amazon, and, and my followers bought it. Uh, it's not a great. I mean, it's got a great cast. It was a comedy film, but it was me being dapper last really yes, yeah. in it um and then a guy called michael head um cast me in a west end play because i wanted to do film work more film work and acting yeah. but i really felt like i needed to do some theater work to to prove that yeah I yeah really no act. i understand yeah definitely. so we done a west end play and it was like a straight hour and 20 minutes that i was on stage without coming off wow so it was a four-hander so it was like i'll talk Four, i've had yeah i've had some of them yeah. cost a lot more money though <laughs> yeah <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm imagining you with four tie bows around, you're ripping the end off your yeah, core. No, it wasn't them with their two hands, it was four separate hands. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, so uh, yeah, I've done that. So the- I like that because mm. you could have just straight have jumped into yeah. the film, but. No, I was thinking ahead. I thought to myself, I don't, anyone that does any research on me when I, when I, when I next yeah, do I like film that. work. I yeah, when anyone, uh, when, if anyone ever asked me, oh, he's a comedian, he don't act. Because I used to do a lot of acting when I was younger. I went yeah. to uh, professional acting school and stuff, and I just wanted to be able to say, well, I've done a West End play. Yeah, good on you. Well, uh, and it got good reviews. And I said to the to Michael, I want to turn this into a film. So Michael rewrote it into a screenplay and I raised the money through my social media to yeah. make it and then uh, gave the money to Terry Stone and Terry Stone produced the film and we shot it in like three week, three or four weeks during lockdown, uh, edited it and everything and it came out great. Started winning like one independent film of the year. Wow. Um, uh, won some stuff in Marbella at the film festival. We've done a big London premiere, which we sold That's, out. Mate, four it. screens in, in Leicester Square. Um, how, does that, how does that make you it, feel? It made me feel amazing, mate, but... It, it's blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, that. sweat, and tears. Yeah, two two years work into it, but I'm, it's not. It's very weird when you do this type of thing. I wasn't walking around Leicester Square Theatre and watching myself on the screen on the film and looking at everyone and thinking, "Well done, look what I've done." I was thinking, "What's next? How do I? Good. How do I? How do I keep? How do I keep this momentum going?" Because even though we done that as my following and the social media and mm. the grand scheme of things, the industry they try and ignore it, but. Yeah. But my team's over in LA at the moment trying to sell it to Netflix. So if, wow. it, if it gets on Netflix, it's great. And uh, since then, I've shot another film called Mr. Kiss with Michael. Kiss, yeah. yeah, with um, some big actors, a couple of big actors, which is going to come out. And I'm in the process of writing a, a mental health one at the moment. Good on you. Well, can you, uh, do you have a five-year plan? Just to fucking smash the granny out of everything. Yeah. Yeah, you have because I've seen your avidly on your weekly planner. Yeah, yeah. Um, do yeah. you believe in sort of manifesting stuff? Oh my god, visualization. Yeah, yeah. I've, like I've been boxing and visualizing being on the Misfits card, and I'm fighting on that next month. And yeah, can you can you let's talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I think by now I may have had the fight. By the time this comes out, I may have had the fight. I don't know, but I've probably won it and knocked him out in a second. Yeah, I think you're gonna. Yeah. I've seen you in the gym, man. I'm I've seen you. I was sparring this morning, and I'm Mate, sparring tomorrow. I'm literally waking up from my dad piss because anyone that hasn't got kids, when you become a father, you're allowed to tell bad jokes, dance bad, and you start to piss in the middle of the night, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. You know. And I'm having me morning piss at half four, five o'clock. I'm an early riser. I'm like, yeah, I'm in there. The fucker's already out the house. I'm in there. Sort it out, Kirk. Get up. <laughs> yeah. But you motivate me. Oh, okay. You, so, um, and I need someone like you in my life, regardless of not if we know each other or not. I would still follow you because. Instagram's such a big tool. It's in our lives. Either we like it or we don't. It's in our fucking life. So I 
know how algorithm works and how. In, so I'm not going to follow a load of things that I don't want to see. So I'm a, I'll try to do on my juice diets now. So I follow a lot of juice, watch a lot of juice videos. So my algorithm's full of that. You motivate me, and following you, it, it helps me. So I do always say to people that do struggle putting social media down, follow the people that will motivate yeah. you. People that are doing good in life. Yeah. Um, and I might have not have followed your journey if you didn't. Um, and sorry to put it in like this, if you didn't fail. Yeah. Okay. Because. I'm like, ah, well, he's, he's had a good run, but but you've got you everything got taken off you, Dan, yeah, yeah. like, and 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 I'm like, wow, yeah. and that's how I feel. I was, even though I believe I I fucked up my own TV career. You didn't, I believe the media just. No, I did, I did. I was no, not bad. Yeah, yeah, I was but, a bit bad, but but there was more targets on you. Yeah, yeah. I was just a confused little kid at the time, you know, and and. But reality TV stars, they're fucking cannon fodder, mate. They're easy, easy picking. Do you know what I mean? You're up. I mean, look at the people that are coming off Love Island. They're coming off Love Island. They think that that's their life sorted, and then they're forgotten about. Yeah. Well, you know what? What? Yeah. I would. I would. I would tell people anyone that's going on reality TV, just invest your fucking money, man. Yeah. Invest your money. Mm. Um, be smart with it, man. And fucking sell your Instagram as soon as you come out while it's popping. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Get rid of there. Got big them Love Island people. Yeah. They're a different level, isn't it? But that three months later, they can't. Yeah. Anyway. I am. Um, what? Um, it's been some chat. John's falling asleep over there. How long have we done, John? How much was? Uh, six and a half hours. No. Uh, <laughs> we've done about an hour and five minutes. Oh, right, okay. Not too well, that's bad. That's about your yeah. normal ones. So yeah. after editing. Um, right. Uh, I'm going to let me let me tie it up then. Um, yeah. Cool. And did you. Uh, we'll probably cut this out just for editing purposes. Did you uh, say goodbye at the end of it? At that camera? Yeah. So yeah. you've got to say goodbye at that camera. Um, cool. So, right. We'll wrap it up. Do that. So. Let's go again. We'll probably kick that in anyway. Anyway, so honestly, I want to know more about you. Oh, well, I want the viewers to know about you. You've got many strings to your bow, Dan. Yeah. And uh, do, do you mind telling, because they're not half-hearted things that you do. It mm. ain't like, yeah, I've got this, I do that, and yeah. someone else runs that. You run your shit, Dan. Yeah. Like, what, what do you do, Dan? What, what? Tell me of your businesses. You ask me how I make my money. I would like some. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd uh, like to know, regardless or not of income or earnings, I want to yeah. know, I want people to to see, because mm. look, I don't read your Instagram, but I can imagine you get stick like we all do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and even though that they see you making a joke on Instagram or driving your kids to school, what what is a daily, what businesses do you have? Uh, so I've got a variety of businesses. Obviously, I've got the nightclub. Um, I've got a few brands online that, um, you wouldn't know that I was involved in, mm -hmm. uh, but um, I've done like strategic marketing plans for them. Um, I've got some brands that I've promoted in the past that I own a piece of. Yeah. So throughout throughout my career, I've agreed to um, build up brands and promote them yeah. uh, and take a percentage for for lifelong recurring yes. revenue. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few of them, uh, and then I give I give the marketing advice on on what to do now that I've grown the audience. Uh, one of them one of them in in one of the industries Industries is a, a very big earner for me, um, and but only only has turned into that over the last few years. But it took a long time for me to build up because you got your shit together as well, though. Is yeah, that why maybe, it's, maybe. Yeah. But I've I've been a firm believer of trying to create create businesses that I can pass on and still own a piece of. Yeah. So so that that'll enable me to com continue to be creative and yeah. have creative freedom. Like in regards to comedy and doing shows and what I work as from a comedy perspective, I I'm under no pressure financially to yeah. to, to to do to do stuff I don't want to do. Do you want to go on stage again? Yeah, yeah, I've got a, I've, I had a meeting today actually. I'm going to be doing a big tour next year. 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'll be, be doing a big because you've just. Yeah. So can you tell me about your last sellout tour that you've just done recently? Well, it wasn't. It was just. I've been last couple of years. I've been doing single shows. So yeah. I've done the but tro- sellout so, single. Yeah, shows, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. they're not just. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're sellout yeah, shows, we, mate. Yeah, my, my followers jump up when when we're kicking off. But just on the business thing, I've also got the a, a supercar company, Run Rally, where we do trips. Um, that was my excuse to buy the McLaren. So the <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Let me do that. Need this works. We've work. got. Uh, we've got. We've had. I've got. I own a stake in an adult industry. Uh, platform that I told you about that's like uh, Front Fans but it's called OnlyFans and yes. it's cryptocurrency based OnlyFans which, which, yeah, yeah which leads me on to Kirk by the way if you want to see Kirk's penis jump onto his Instagram he's selling pictures of it <laughs> <laughs> right I'm gonna yes so I am right I'm on OnlyFans right and I'm gonna tell you the reason is 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 because fucking you wanna see me naked no I was joking um, honestly it's like a baby's arm Holding a baby's arm. No, no, listen. I tell you what. So, so, <laughs> listen. So, back in the day when I was on the Only Way is Essex, um, I was I was always drinking and using. So, mm. I was just I was dirty. I was creepy. Girls are texting me. They'd probably just say, "What are you up to?" I'd be like, yeah. "Like." So, I've sent multiple pictures of of me bits to girls that I was seeing, yeah. um, and they all leaked them online. Dan, you know, yeah, they yeah. all leaked them online. I think we spoke about it on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Since then, I've had so many people, and these these are something that you can go and find now. Still, Dan, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had so many people saying, um, "Go on only fans, go on only fans," and I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but then I thought. Um, there's there, there's free pictures and videos of me naked anyway. Mm. Don't use them. Go on my OnlyFans and pay. But <laughs> I, I started lacking confidence in my appearance. Yeah. Um, what I look like. I, I I didn't think I'd find the girls. Don't give me this shit. Me. You're doing it for the money. Oh no, I'm no, doing no. The money's amazing. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm mainly for the money. You know. I've got but no. But businesses. what you're saying is it, you didn't like the way you looked. I didn't like the way I looked. And then when people started asking me to do it, I thought I'd give it a go. Look, and if I can take a couple of quid, I'll take a couple of quid. That's that's the that's the. What did you make money. in your first month? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. I made shit. I made a chunk. I paid for my kitchen. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, mate. Fuck me. It paid for my kitchen, but um. Can I just tell you a little secret? Yes. You know, back in the day when your dick pics came out. Yeah. When you haven't when, them and used when, them. When, yeah, when your dick pics come out and girls used to ask me for pictures of my dick, I used to send yours. <laughs> you didn't, did I you? did. <laughs> and they used to be screwing when they turned up and I was hung like a peanut, but fuck it, they already did. Well, they had to suck it. You know what? It's, 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 they were out there and I thought, why not earn money? And since I've been on OnlyFans, it's made me feel so confident in my looks again because I did. I really did doubt myself. Yeah, and you put regular content up. I'm a happy subscriber. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but you know no, what? Yeah, I... Fair play to you, Kirk. No one can tell you how to earn your money, mate. And listen, I think in this day and age, it's it's it, look how many people, how many, how many they're, people only do fans, it. Fans, they're giving out ten billion a year. Wow, a year, yeah, ten billion a year. That's, That's why I started my own thing up. Do you well, know I, I, mean? I believe your, yours is a good good revenue, and I'd like to talk about that. But yeah, yeah. I just look. I've got a cock. Yeah. All men have got It's actually, like, he sh- I FaceTimed him. This is not whatever lie. I FaceTimed him the other day and asked him how he was getting on. He goes, Oh, I just finished doing a shoot and went like, Hey! And yeah. I went, Fucking hell. Well, you know what? Down. So I'm missing what- sort in the back. I was like, Who's that horse? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this that horse? He's that great elephant. Who's that great Well, you know what? Like the, the stuff that I put on OnlyFans is. I don't know if any other lads do it, but I'll send like joke pictures to the lads of me, of me with my courier out saying, oh, if I'm FaceTiming a mate, yeah, I'll yeah. be like, hey, have a look yeah, at that. But now like, you get paid for it. I've sent, I'm doing the same things. Like some people are a little bit much on there. One like what? Is like, oh, I want, I, I want you to 
bend over and spread your arsehole apart. And I was well, like, that's a bit, that's out of order. Well, listen, I wouldn't do anything on OnlyFans that I wouldn't send to a girl that I'm dating or going out with. Do you know? So what I mean? you never used to send pictures of your arsehole. To never. Birds. I don't like that. My arsehole. Fucking, he's frigid, isn't he? My arsehole stays. The, the chick. My cheeks are closed for a reason, so no one can. I see love my. that you have. I love that Kirk has a a limit here. Um, but is there a cash threshold on that arsehole? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you know what? That's uh, that's show business, man. That, that's show business. You know, no, that's the only thing that I will keep for myself and myself yeah. only. But look, OnlyFans, I'm not going to do it forever. You know, I, I, I set up a new business last year. Um, I'm not sure if it had legs. It's a building company, um, but there's, there's, mm. the price of stuff's gone up so much. Yeah. People are not wanting to pay. And we're a new company. They're just going to go. If they're mm. paying big bucks, they're going to go with a company. Yeah, well, what's the building company called? Uh, Interbuild. Inter underscore. Builder do interior design in a building, yeah. which I got from my father. I've got a real good eye. Um, yeah. I love designing. And it's sort of... Um, passion project as well. Yeah. Passion projects. Yeah, you know, I started mm. doing it in my house and, and I was good at what I can do. I do a lot of the building work myself with my partner, Dan. And it is, mm. it's just doing, it's just, it was doing good. But I sit indoors a lot. I've created a, a nice house and I've got myself in mm. a, a financially stable position like you yeah. that I don't have to worry about chasing that next pound. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can sit in, yeah. wank off on OnlyFans and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you know what I love about this? People, this is the thing. People have tuned in. There'll be regular followers to this pod, podcast by now. Uh, there'll be thousands of regular followers on this podcast. They've tuned in to watch a sensible conversation about addiction, mental health and stuff like that. And they're watching this and I bet their husband or their wife has just walked in with you talking about your only fans. <laughs> They're going to go, oh, fuck, and slam well, the laptop down. But you know what, though, love man? No, it, it's just, it's saying I do. Yeah, you know man, listen, I mean? do what you got to do. Everyone out there, if you've got to earn money, you've got to earn money, do what you've got to yeah. do. And if you want to see Kirk's Corey, it's going to cost you. How much it costs? $20 a month. Ooh, <laughs> right, no, so let's go back to the addiction. Daniel, if... Yeah. You can tell anyone that's never done a drink or drug. And I know we're not trying to be them party poopers yeah. and that, but there's always a chance that someone that has never taken a drink or drug, there's a chance that they potentially will be an addict. Yeah. Um, someone that's never done drugs in their life, what would you advise? And not telling them, yeah. what would you advise, Dan? Oh, God, that's a tough one, man, because mm. that's a tough one because, like, I'd, I, I, I just don't... That's a real tough one because I don't have... I don't really feel like I, I. I only feel like I'm communicating to people that have got an unhealthy relationship yeah, get, yeah. with drink and drugs. I like, just sort of I know never, your boundaries. In yeah, a sense. know your boundaries. I'd never tell anyone not to do drink or drugs because I, I because I did a lot of it. It was it was part of me growing up. But I just yeah. my advice would be that if if you feel like you need to do it, then there's, that's worrying. Exactly. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to rephrase it. If someone feels the need. Mm. They're going through some shit in life. If yeah. happy, if someone, what would you advise to someone that feels the need to do it? So my, so my drugs? advice for anyone at the moment that is struggling with an unhealthy relationship with drink or drugs, or feels the need, uh, or like feels like an, uh, a hidden, a hidden sort of draw towards drink or drugs towards the end of the week or whenever. My advice to you is: see how you feel. Give yourself a little bit of time off yeah. to reevaluate your relationship. That's what I did. Yeah, I good. took I took weeks off, months off. Uh, you know, you don't have to call yourself an addict. You don't have to call it a relapse. Take a little bit of time off it, away from it. See how you feel. When the feeling away from it starts to outweigh the feeling uh, being being on it and yes. in it, you'll know the times right. And if you need to, you'll go sober. Perfect. Well, on that note, I want to wow. thank that Daniel O'Reilly. Thank you very much, man. Thank oh. you for opening up. Kirk, you were a great presenter. <laughs> and, uh, guys, this is Menace to Sobriety. I want to thank Daniel, aka Dapper Laughs O'Reilly, for being an amazing guest and opening up his heart. Remember, men and their emotions on Facebook for anyone that is struggling. Thank you very much for tuning in. Stay tuned.